So, Kat, you now need to roll. What action are you rolling for uh, uh, this intimate moment? What do I have dots in? Express! I have one dot in Express! Express works, and now you get plus 1d, because... Uh, Nina. That was definitely expressing how mm-hmm. she believes Nina needs a different job and to value herself more, so... We have a three and a three. You have two, uh, Kat has two links with Nina, but Nina gets these side hunters, but... Yeah, and the thing is that, um, Nina does have Believe in Me, which is links on your sheet and links with you on other players' sheets may be spent to affect any character, so it kind of doesn't matter who has these links, because either of us can spend them on anyone. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Which is kind of magical. Um, How shall we allocate? Uh, so let's just do one and one, I guess. Sounds good. So now that everybody's... Well, that was Kat's intimate moment. So Nina still has to do, still has two actions, two, two downtime actions. So is there a thing that you'd like to do first before we make the rounds again? I'm going to, if you will allow it, once again, just try to do a simultaneous intimate moment with everybody else because then i'm gonna count it i'm just gonna do all three rolls at once basically but in one scene and that will take care of all of my my things because <laughs> i get three you know what um we're in the end game now dr strange once said so let's do the thing i want everybody to have as many social links as possible so i'm eager to just uh, bend the rules this once so that can happen um, yeah just to have it as like one scene instead of having three separate scenes with each char- one with each character. Cool. So what are you doing? I think that we're so we're we're leading up to our six p.m. thing, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say it's around three thirty at this point. No, just making sure that that that's going on. I think that Nina is going to decide that we all need to eat and play a game of dominoes. Dominoes as in the stacky things, not pizza, right? Yes. Okay. Regular dominoes, not yeah. Severosi dominoes. Bones. Oh, <laughs> Different bones. So yes, we're all going to play dominoes because that's what you do when you're at a party with a lot of people and this feels like it should be a party because there are so many of us here and everyone's freaking out and so is Nina. So we gotta, you know, relax and have snacks. I think Vic is actually really bad at dominoes because it's too simple. It's only about reading people, and Vic <laughs> doesn't want to treat their friends like problems to be solved in that way. And so Vic is just like getting walked. <laughs> everyone everyone obviously is um failing to apply a good poker face to the game, and you're like but that means I know that you don't have good tiles, and that makes me feel bad, so I'm going to play suboptimally anyway. Ruth gets irritated and starts playing for Vic. <laughs> wow. Nina um, is going to make everyone reach in, though, to like do the shuffle. Like at, at, She starts doing it, and then nobody moves, and she's like, everybody, come on. You gotta... If you don't touch them, it doesn't count. <laughs> It, it doesn't, by the way. <laughs> you have to touch them. This is a requirement. <laughs> okay. Nina and Ruth, each give me a one die photo roll. Uh-oh. Okay. 
A four for Ruth. A four for Nina. Wow. We play four games of dominoes and uh, Nina wins two and uh, Ruth wins two. Do you all share in this intimate moment or do you set boundaries? We share in the moment. Everybody touches the dominoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody touches the dominoes. You gotta it's do it. It's like mahjong, but for small children. Okay. <laughs> um. So, what action are you ruling for this? Uh, I think that for this one, I, I I'm not sure whether this is empathize or express. I feel like the this goal here is to express okay so either one i have i have two in either so it it doesn't change anything but like because yeah it's kind of like we're all hanging out the way that we used to but right before terrible things are about to happen to us (laughs) so i would like you to make your empathize roll three times the first is for uh vic the second is for cat and the third is for I get plus 1d when rolling social link. So, that is technically 3d6, three times. Here we go. First is for Vic, okay. And that's with your plus 1 from uh, participating and plus 1 from your move? Okay, so I'm going to put that here, and then... Okay, so that is a 2, a 3, and a 1 for Vic, so 3. Two links, two links. Then, cat, the four, a four, and a three. So that is three links. And then Ruth, a six, a six, and a five, it's a crit. <laughs> is there a way to crit <laughs> that? Or do I just get four links? Because I am sad that I wasted a crit. <laughs> not that I you can waste you them, crit, that's not how five? this works. I'm pretty sure our crit gives Yes, critical sex is five. Yes, crit oh, is five. Um, okay. Yay. Which would actually mean it's six. <sighs> oh, six links. Okay. Right, because it's it's one, two, three, five. And so that would be plus one to any of those. I get plus one downtime activity and plus one D when rolling social link, but I don't think I no, get it. Oh. The link the all of the downtimes are mm. the one, two, three, but plus one. Mm-hmm. Which is why investigation a one to three is two ticks, not one. Okay. Well, anyway, that's done. <laughs> so now I have to. Uh, y'all can rearrange them. Then the dots make them go where you like. Uh, should we half and half just to make it easier? Sure. Uh, we can't half and half with Ruth because there are five of them. Uh, uh, there goes to. It goes to six. Oh, okay. So there you go. So uh, all but. So it was two, then three, then five. So then it's three, four, and six. Yeah, because okay. the chart was modified. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Vic, does that mean that you're giving Nina one link or two? Vic gets one, and Nina gets one because the low a one to three is two links total. One and one sounds good. And again, you have that wonderful magical ability that will let us apply those anywhere. Yep. Uh, Ruth, how many links are you giving Nina? I think he'll end up being half and half because Ruth always tries to give the links to somebody else, but Nina probably like makes him take more dominoes or something, so it becomes half and half. Why is math hard, everybody? <laughs> right? So many numbers just occurred all at once. So cool. All right. So 
everyone but Nina still has one downtime at Lynn, if I'm not mistaken. I would like to spend my other action having an intimate moment with Kat. Because Kat was acting weird. Kat was worried about me for some reason. So the intimate moment is Ruth showing up with like some baked good that he brought from his home and then putting it down in front of her and then saying, are you okay? Cat looks at the baked good and goes, is there poppy seed in this? Yes. Yes. Now I'm okay. Ruth is pleased. Yoy, what are they? Are they financier? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lemon poppy seed financiers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe he had stressed baked them specifically for Cat, but you know, and when he Kat lives alone, none of you know that. <laughs> what else is in this? Is is that rosemary? This is amazing. And then he goes, "Are you feeling better now?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, rather creepily, because he's not good at socializing yet, really. <laughs> He watches Cat finish eating and then <laughs> pats her on the shoulder and says, You keep doing weird shit. As in, continue wait, doing wait. the weird stuff. Cat <laughs> okay. is going to share this moment, but she's going to do it in what is possibly a non optimal mo- way. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, how? She puts her hand up to pull a card and says, let me tell your fortune. Oh lord. Oh lord. Give me a 1d99 roll. If it's horrifically bad fate. (laughs) What's a 54? 54. Please don't be bad. This would be bad. (laughs) This is from the suit of masks. This card is the stone mask. The image on the card itself is of a large... Mm. Like, very concrete mask that looks like in the style of, like, a golem's head that is, like, being held on a wall. Cat looks between the card and Ruth and thinks about a different timeline. Ruth is also someone she has not taken enough care of, and she regrets that pretty seriously. <laughs> The stone mask is a card for when someone has been holding up the front so long that it has calcified. It is just stuck, frozen in time. And Kat snickers at the card and goes, tell me something I don't know. Ruth kind of peeks around to see it and sees this mask and scowls. Mm -hmm. And says, this looks like some idiot thing Calendron would wear. But see, when you make that face, doesn't it look kind of like you? No. Thick. It completely Plucks it up and turns it over. And he's like, does this look like me? It looks exactly like him. (laughs) It's not going to make me like, it's not going to make you like me anymore. But it's absolutely the face you make. 
He turns his hand over, drops the card, and starts walking over as if to strangle Vic. And Kat gets to finish the intimate moment by playfully keeping Ruth from strangling him. Um. (laughs) Aw, look at this. We're all bonding. Did you roll already for this? My brain did not. Right. Because Kat opened herself up to this intimate moment, it means that Ruth must now roll an aspect for this thing. My bad. I was about to say uh, Express uh, works the best here, mm-hmm. but I only have one paltry dice in that, so rolling 1d6, and that's a 5. Cat, you get to decide how it's split. 3 to Ruth, 2 to Cat. Wait, hang on. There's 4 total, isn't there? F- numbers! Yes. I can't numbers. Two and two. So that was Ruth's downtime action, so still one from Vic and one from Kat. I've got one if you don't have one on deck already. So I have a question for Iori. Does Vic know that their cat's faded person slash the lodestone domino? I think Vic probably suspects that, but Kat has also been really... Because Kat's not actually good in this case at keeping this particular secret just because Vic can very obviously tell she is navigating around like something horrible and bad happened to Vic and it has become the conversational black hole in which they are orbiting around at all times. Right. If it's, if you think that it is reasonable for Vic to make that jump, then I I would yes. pitch I would pitch the conversation that is Vic kind of finding finding a moment in the kind of uh, ebb and flow of the conversation where they can talk to Cat individually, and I'm seeing this as a bit of a mirror of the the downtime from the very fir- from the first episode, and so Vic goes in with the really blunt thing in mind. And pulls back and says, I know you've been through this a lot more than all of us. And I don't say thank you enough. Because every time we come away from a mission alive, it probably means that you've done something. And I want you to know that it's bigger than me. The revolution is bigger than me. The dream nights are bigger than me. You can keep going if you think we can do the thing. You don't you don't have to rewind for me. It's not about you. It's about what the whole world I mean like obviously it is, right? Because you're my friend, but it's also about what the whole world looks like without you. It's so much worse, Vic. Like I don't I don't obviously don't want to die, but I think everything that I've learned and all the things that I've done have shown me that one person might be the right person at the right time, but it's never, it's not about the special. It's not about a soul genius. It's just about being able to do the thing in the moment to gather people around you. And it's about someone being willing to step into that role. And when you're not there, other people don't want to step up. I don't think you understand how much weight you are carrying for other people. And I don't know if that's a mercy or not. I guess we'll find out. And also, 
You don't get to die. None of you do. I saw it, and it sucks. And I've decided I don't like it. There is no point to having this power if it doesn't get my friends out alive. As long as you're doing it because you want to and because you feel like you have to. If I didn't want to be here making sure everyone and survived, I would have left this fucking city so long ago. There's a beach in Bermuda. There's a havoc with my name on it. And when we when we flush that fucking conspiracy down the toilet, we're all gonna go there for as long as as long as I can manage it. There's a Mai Tai Vic. It's served in a coconut and it's got an umbrella in it. Well, then let's make sure we're all there to drink out of it. A Mai Tai with four straws. Because right now all I have is this ready to drink one and I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good, but you're welcome to it if you like. Cat takes it and she's like, oh, ew, it's one of the canned ones. These are disgusting. And she has to turn it over to mix it. Oh, it tastes kind of like if you just let tap water look at a pineapple very quickly. <laughs> it's like the ghost of a lacrosse. So I'm sure I don't need to ask this question because that performance was enough. But do you share this intimate moment that you said boundaries? <laughs> I think we left boundaries somewhere way the fuck back there. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, fair. Um, we set the boundary of no one is allowed to die. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Vic, what are you rolling for this action? So I think there was a there was probably a version or a timeline where Vic tried to do this as confess, but instead was presenting it as forgive. Like you don't have to do this for us. Um, so I've got one plus one transcendent in, in forgive, which means I'm going to roll one plus the bonus from shared because forgive is an awesome action and we should roll it more. So that's a three and a four, which would be three total links for cat to distribute. Two on Vic, one on cat. Is that everything? Or if I'm not mistaken, cat has one. So when we brought Aisha out of the bathtub, Cat saved that second set of cards. Oops, all distorted lens deck. And Cat shuffles that. This is going to be a gather information, I think. Okay. Cool. And I am also, so that's going to already have plus one effect from Oracle. But Cat lays out five in a shuffles and lays out five in a line, and she's looking for minute differences between these cards. Okay. Um, what action are you rolling to gather information? Analyze. I have one dot in that. What is my position in effect, friend Brandon? Your position is desperate. Oh ho! Fascinating. Your effect is extreme. Okay, Jesus. Four? What's a four get me? Also, let's note that that desperate filled my stars track, and I am going to put that dot into flow. Is so this, what is this like the first? She's just doing lean in and tirage. 
I have no idea what this means. <laughs> She's reading five in a line. Um, She's doing comparative analysis, basically. Oops. All distorted lens. Mm -hmm. They're all magnifying glasses observing what seems to be a piece of text in the image. You squint at them for a is little bit. Is all this text the same? It, you can tell at a glance it is not the same. But you can't make out what the text is just at a glance. If you wanted to use, like, a glass, or I don't know if there just so happens to be a magnifying glass in this um, base of operations, which I'll freely let Vic qualify for me um, for this scene. But if you had something that would allow you to get a closer look at the text, you can take a closer look at the text. This was previously in office. So I think it's a fair bet that there'd be a magnifying glass in some of these desks. Oh yeah. The desk of what used to be the founder of this startup has a jeweler's loop in it for no good reason. Um, it just happens in offices, though. I've never understood why, but it does. But yeah, Kat goes for it with the, the magnifying glass. She is comparing the different versions of the text. She has a, a little notebook out. She is making notes about the differences between versions. Okay, cool. When you glance at them, Idly, it looks to the naked eye as if each piece of text in each of these cards is one single word uh, that is being distorted by the distorted lens. When you take your jewelers, loop to the first card, that's when you realize that as if by magic, because of course by magic, it's actually... An entire small sentence clustered in um, center-aligned uh, center text. The first card says, Aisha is a battering ram. The second card says, Rustam's heart is soft and pliable. Uh, the third card says, All paths lead away from Greece. The fourth card says... Dig up your friend. And the fifth card says... Something unlikely to be unlocked. Hmm. Do you share, do you share any of this with anyone here? Cat slides that over to Vic and goes... Your friends have all those fun ciphers. Do you have anything here? Does this look like anything to you? And I think because Vic is a is a is a tragic genius, Vic spouts out several different like, oh well, it could be this, it could be that. Uh, if we use rot thirteen, this can be this, this, and this. Because mm -hmm. like Vic is a D and D int eighteen character, or are they just metaphorical? Hmm. Is Aisha battering ram being used on Rustum, who is soft and pliable? The question then is, are these in a sequence of causality? And if so, what is the thing to be unlocked? Well, Who? look at the fourth line. Dig up your friend. Like, I don't particularly con consider them a friend, but 
For some reason, I'm thinking about Euphony. If the other half that that came to Ruth's has metaphorically buried the part that they were with or the hole that they used to be, does that mean we have to go and find them? Also, there's the question of, has Aisha been in the dream as long as Euphony as a harmony has existed and or any of the constituent parts because i'm at the point where i don't necessarily be believe that anything is unrelated to anything here i don't like how interrelated things are it makes me feel like one of those those guys with the push pins and the red yarn and the maps it's not a good look for anyone uh, then you shouldn't go into the second room over there. And Vic smiles. Ruth barges down that door. Is it a red string mean room? 1,000%. Mm -hmm. Nina comes in from another room and says, I did something illegal. It's snacks. Um? I took snacks out of the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> she, she dumps them on the table and <laughs> Okay, um, what's the Pringle? Wild oh shit, are those sour cream and onion? <laughs> While this is happening, your your hand idly touches the first card again, and you notice that it doesn't feel like it's the same material that it usually is. Mm-hmm. What did the text on the first card say again? Aisha is a battering ram. When you look down at the card, it's a new card. And now what does it tell me? The new card is uh, The Curious Child. Um, mm -hmm. It's a small girl with uh, a magnifying glass uh, up to one of her eyes. Uh, you've seen this card before. The girl in this card is Aisha. Mm -hmm. What does this text on the second card? Rustam's heart is soft and pliable. When you look back at that card, uh, it now says, it is now the lost stranger. It is an image of Rustam Demir holding a lantern in, uh, in a dark forest. Mm -hmm. The third card is all paths lead away from Greece. This card is a card called the Greater Figure. All you see on the card is a very uh, wide, crooked teeth, crooked tooth smile. Hate that one. Number four, dig up your friend. That is the Witch of Masks. It is Euphony as you first met them before their harmony completed. Um, wearing a mask that is their completed form's face. Mm -hmm. Five. Something unlikely to be unlocked. That card is the winning ticket. It is not a physical card. It is a check. The amount that it's made out to is just the word power. And it's written for Nina. Nina is currently cramming little chocolate chip cookies into her mouth. Kat folds that one up and tucks it into the breast pocket of Nina's jacket. <laughs> Nina says, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> a little something in case you need it. Or later, later. And just as that happens, Vic, your phone rings. My phone, not Rustum's phone? Yeah, your phone. Okay. Do I get any information on the uh, display? It's an alarm that was set previously for uh, an hour before your meeting with Rustum. Okay. Uh, click it off. All right, folks, it's go time. You hear a car pull up outside your safe house. Was uh, that part of the plan? Rustam, when he communicated to you, said that he would be willing to uh, to give you a ride because he wants the place that you meet to be as off the grid as possible. Okay. Uh, when you get outside, you see what obviously looks like a bulletproof Escalade and... Someone in a Dreamshine, like, engineer's uniform is sitting in the back seat, and in the front seat is uh, one of your colleagues, Vic. Who is this? One of my revolutionary colleagues. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Love. It's the, <laughs> the, one that, the one that we've met, kind of, and, and seen on screen. Mm-hmm. Love grins at you when you come up to the vehicle and goes... They give us a car, I guess, to make sure that we don't get in any trouble. I mean, because if, if we do, we're stealing this car. I'm a good driver. I mean, this is also this. true. Like, look at this thing. And like, uh, love knocks on the, the window glass and you kind of hear how thick it is. I'm pretty sure we could, like, drive this through a war zone. Anyway, uh, we're on the clock, apparently. I don't even know where the destination is. I'm just following the guy in the back's instructions, so hop in. And uh, and what should we call you? Vic says to the engineer. Uh, I'm David. But I'm hoping that when this is done, you never need to remember my name again. This is weird. You've seen the news, right? Uh, Vic, Vic is exceptionally online. Right, so you would know this. There are news reports all over Cloud Harbor and in various other continents of weird kaleidoscopic light pouring through uh, places where there are no access to light and the light itself touching things and changing their shape. Other things are warping and glitching all over the world. Um, you ever watch a uh, Vic says to to David? You ever watch an old uh, an old anime from uh, from the twentieth century? It has like three endings because the the creator went back to it so many times. Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about. It has a snappy pop song. Yeah, it's not going to be that weird. I'll take your word for it. I guess. Anyway, we need to make a stop first as well. Um, Mr. Demir said um, we might need a little bit more juice, apparently. And I'm sure uh, Siobhan already contacted y'all. You hear someone out of breath. This is The, the car hasn't even taken off yet. Uh, someone out of breath you hear running up to the vehicle, and the door swings open, and uh, it's 
Siobhan in uh, all black denim and uh, like some some very sturdy boots uh, just kind of steps into the vehicle and goes you weren't going to leave without me were you? Are you going to be a problem? Not for you. I like the look. Thank you. It's a low-key version of your friend's look. You know instinctively that Siobhan is talking about euphony. Aisha very gingerly gets into the vehicle and goes, Are we going on a trip? And the engineer goes, Yes, ma'am. Uh, we're here to take you to your brother. Um, it's gonna be particularly serious from this point on. I'm sure you understand. Aisha nods. It's always serious with my brother, isn't it? And uh, sits in Cat's lap. Cat pulls the curious child out of her purse and pins it to Aisha's jacket. Aisha was glitching less for the last few hours and has now stopped glitching. Uh, Siobhan glances over at you and goes, Got one for me then? Hmm. <laughs> Siobhan will just have to suffer. Uh, oh, so she's not the grinning figure. That's nope. actually a load off my chest. <laughs> uh, you. So everyone is in the vehicle now, and uh, uh, Love turns back to you all and goes, Well, let's get a move on, and drives off. Um, and you all head further southwest of Cloud Harbor. Um, until you come up to an abandoned apartment building uh, where waiting at the very dusty, very broken down lobby is Rustam Demir in a different suit than what you wore the la- what you wore last night uh chugging an energy drink for their life Nina reaches for the snacks she brought the illegal snacks extra fortifying because they broke the law Nina's a rebel now so you get out of the vehicle uh when Rustam glances at you all. He shouts for David, uh, and David rushes over to his side, and they mutter about something very briefly. It seems like Rustam is very anxious about something, and then David turns to Love and goes, Oh, crap. I forgot to tell you about the thing. We were supposed to make a detour. We totally forgot. That's not my fault. I, I was a driver. You told me to... I was driving. You gave me the directions. I drove. If you didn't tell me to pick up, David scratches his head and turns back to Rustam and goes, well, if we can't bring them, I don't know. And then who's the last to get out of the Escalade? Oh, it's probably Nina, but I'm willing to be persuaded. Because I think she's probably fumbling for the snacks that she is trying to bring with her. And there are so many of them that she keeps dropping some and then trying to retrieve them. 
I will say Ruth was the first out, but Ruth also stays by the car to make sure everyone gets out safely because he is 100% not trusting anything that's happening right now. And he has a knife. So that means Nina and Ruth both notice this when, like, a pack of cookies falls out of Nina's grasp and is about to hit this very dirty floor outside this apartment building. But a hand catches it before it hits the ground. Both of you turn back to see Euphony, who already opened this pack of cookies, puts one in their mouth and goes, Y'all look at us start without me? Uh, can we see whether this Euphony has a big hole in their chest? You can see through the mesh vest under their jacket that they're uh, covering the hole with a large piece of a piece of cloth that uh, that has text written on it that says "My eyes are up here," and that's where we're going to end tonight's session of uh, "Go by Moonlight Fractals Fire." Absolute sicko mode, Brandon. Yeah, this was oh my god! Y'all made some of the best decisions of this series in this session, and I love it so much. I oh my god! Oh my god! This is wild. So yeah, Rustam is not as evil as we previously thought. Aisha still has a body to go back to, and it's the final confrontation is nearing. Uh, how do we all feel? Scream! <laughs> Ready to shank somebody. <laughs> yeah, all very valid feelings. I have to have to call attention to the fact that Iori was able to like ramp up the emotion in that like social link scene on the like drop of a of a feather there is a trick to this as i have told you in the past if you ever need to just manufacture waterworks on a dime think about Leica. think about Leica and how humans just collectively don't deserve dogs think about like how did the guy who had to put her in that shuttle sleep at night I hope someone just drop kicked that man, honestly. Jesus Christ, you're not wrong. But the, wow. I think the the lowbrow version of that is um uh, for Futurama fans is you think of Fry's dog. Oh lord. Welp, that was that. Oh. Nina has left the chat. <laughs> oh my god, thank you so very much for still being such amazing people. This is wild. I'm very excited to get to the end of this. We are so close to so many incredible things happening. But before that final confrontation finally takes place, I would like to ask each of you to please tell all the lovely people in chat who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Starting with Mike. Hey everybody, I've been Mike Underwood. I write as Michael R. Underwood. I am an author, podcaster, game designer, and sometimes professional GM. If you want me to run a game for you, you can find me at startplaying.games. Currently, I've been running Blades in the Dark games, which has been very fun. I republished my Geekomancy series this summer, so you can find those in ebook and paperback and some of them in audio. And you can watch Court of Blades Valorward, the other Speculate series, the one that I, for which I am the Dancing Master, because we have Dancing Master and Stage Manager, because we're very cool. 
Brandon is in that uh, as a cool character, uh, along with some other lovely folks. You can find that at youtube.com slash Arvin Eleron. You can find it in the Speculate playlist or just look for the Court of Blades uh, parts. Key him pronouns for me. I have been Vic Sains, the guardian who will throw themselves into certain death at basically every opportunity, but maybe less so now after a great conversation with Kat. Uh, next, Valerie. I forgot my name because I'm so sad now. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, I I am Valerie Valdez, and I don't know. I write stuff. Who cares? I'm on Twitch as the kids are asleep. That's when I play video games, and I'm doing co-working streams this month for NaNoWriMo on Wednesdays. If you, too, need to write words for National Novel Writing Month, you can join me for that. Uh, you can find me online at ValerieValdez.com, and that is with an S if you're listening and not looking at my name. Next, Yoi. Hello, hello, and very soon, goodbye, goodbye. I'm Yoi Going Lin, game and fiction writer. Tonight, I have played Vermilion Jingwei Ruth, who is one surly son of a mother. Where can you find me? I honestly have no idea. I have not found myself even, but at the moment, my Twitter account still seems to exist. You can find me there at this is my design. Design is spelled capital D A S E I N. It is a philosophy joke and a Hannibal pun. And I am worried about what Ruth is going to do next session. Oh God, uh, I imagine a lot of punching, but we will discover when we get there. And last but not least, Yuri. Happy times, and everybody. <laughs> Kusno Yori, you can find me at kusnoyori.com and at Yori Kusano on Twitter for as long as Twitter persists. If Twitter ends, you will not find me. I'm returning to the woods. I encourage you to do so as well. May you be freed from the burden of having a take and having randos in your replies and all that shit. We had a story out in Apex in July called Have My Mercy, Have Mercy My Love While We Wait for the Thaw. In about two weeks, there will be a new story in Uncanny called Can I Offer You a Nice Egg in This Trying Time? And my debut novella, Hybrid Heart, will be available from Neon Hemlock next year. Today I have been, as always, Cat Holly the Time Traveler. Thank you, chat. You've been great. And as for me, again, I have been your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien. Pronouns he, him, or they, them. I am a poet, writer, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago. My debut poetry collection, Can You Send My Tentacle, won the Elgin Award this year. Um, so if you're interested in weird, silly poetry about the gods of the Cthulhu mythos coming down to Earth one day to get Drake's autograph, please check that out. Also, in Interstellar Flight Press magazine, an essay that I wrote uh, called The Greatest Conspiracy of All Time uh, released uh, yesterday. It's about the anniversary of the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse but it's also about the TV show Timeless and why that show kicked ass and it should have gotten more seasons than it gotten. So, yeah, please read that and share that widely. I have a lot of very strong feelings about that essay, so I'd like it very much if a lot of people read it widely. A reminder, of course, thank you so very much to all of the lovely people who have supported uh, Speculate during our fundraiser marathon stream. I'm very excited for us to be able to give you more content, including more weird content with my strange friends. And if you want to continue supporting us, or let other people know how to support us, please let people know about Patreon, patreon.com slash speculate, so we can continue being strange friends. But until our next session, I would like to ask all of the lovely people on screen to tell all of the lovely people in chat, good night. 
The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi, everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.